The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Guys, Ted, I'm leaving you. Ted, keys. Here are my keys. Here's my American Express card. Here's my Bloomingdale's credit card. Here's my checkbook. I've taken $2,000 out of our savings account because that's what I had in the bank when we first got married. Was this some kind of joke? Here's the cleaning. Here's the laundry ticket. You can pick them both up on Saturday. You. You have to Joe, pick them up on Saturday. Joe, you want to tell me what's the matter? I've paid the rent. I paid Joe. the Con Ed bill. And I paid the uh, phone bill, so... Well, you really pick your times to... Well, I'm sorry that uh, I was late, but I was busy making a living, all right? Come on, okay? Can we stop now? So, that's everything. Hey. Hey, 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 enough, enough, all right? What are you doing? Where are you going? Come on, just tell me what I did. That's all. Just tell me what I did that's it's so not terrible. You. It's not then you. what is it? It's me. It's my fault. You just married the wrong person, that's all. I can't okay, can well, I can't. Right, Let's just go inside. Please. I can't. I tried. Often described as the finest actress of her generation, the sound of Meryl Streep in full flight in Kramer versus Kramer with Dustin Hoffman. We're going to talk about her in our Inside Hollywood feature with TV host and executive producer of Spotlight, Lisa Cannon. Good morning. Good morning, Pat. It's a joy to be here because you get to talk about the best movie stars on the planet. It's a- Absolutely. And as some of our own, as we saw yesterday from the Oscar nominees, among them. So that's all the good news. Oh, it's fantastic. I felt so proud. Did you? Just, you know, the feeling that we are going to hopefully come back with some gongs this year. But even if we don't, the nominations are wonderful. 14. Splendid. It's absolutely great. Now, Meryl Streep, uh, her background. It's funny because Meryl is kind of this elusive character. Everybody knows she is the best actress of her generation, as you well said, particularly known for her versatility and, of course, her accent um, adaptability. She's received so many numerous accolades throughout her career, spanning over five decades. But her private life is very private. She's been married since the early 70s um, to a wonderful artist, Gummer, and has kept herself to herself living in Connecticut, not really moving to Hollywood. But actually, she was born in New Jersey. Many people don't actually know this and has Irish descent. <laughs> McFadden's are her great, great grandmothers. So we always have some stake somewhere in yeah. some of the best of the best. Now, you might not know any other Merrills in the world. And there's a good reason because it's a makey up name. It is a makey up name. Yes, she was actually born Mary Louise Streep. And she explained on The Graham Norton Show that she was named after her mother and grandmother, as well as her mother's best friend. So at birth, it was just something they mishmashed together and her father liked the name. So there you go. So her father called her Meryl and that is how it stuck. Now, when did she embrace acting? Was she an actor in college? She Meryl had kind of taken on the role as a cheerleader in college. So very different to what we would have known Meryl as, this kind of very cerebral academic when it comes to acting. I mean, many people know or maybe don't know that she attended the prestigious Yale University of Drama in 1975. And Meryl started her life, you know, as a kind of a girl, I guess, all with kind of glass gawky kid with glasses and frizzy hair and embraced cheerleading as kind of a want to excel her her confidence mm-hmm. and of course she became uh, the pinnacle in the high school which is the what do you call it? The, the student, homecoming queen. The homecoming queen. <laughs> that's what they call them. And of course this was her first taste of fame and what that would be like and notoriety. So between her French club, her musical classes, she decided she would enrol and went on then of course to study drama seriously. But at Yale she supplemented her 
her course fees by working as a waitress and a typist and started her stage career. So Meryl, very similar to our own, say, Paul Meskel, um, who we know mm-hmm. graduated from the Lear and obviously all the talk about his Oscar nomination, is very much a theatre actor. And that's where she started, yeah. you know, doing now, a variety of roles. She tried to get movie uh, roles. And there's a great story about her when she was auditioning for the lead role in King Kong uh, with uh, De Laurentiis. And what happened? Well, th- this is a very poignant and very, I, I think, turning point for her, Meryl, because everybody knows I've auditioned myself for roles. I've auditioned for presenting roles and you're not, you don't always get the gig. So for Meryl, this was a learning curve. So she basically was un- underwent an unsuccessful audition for the lead role in King Kong and De Laurentiis, the director, referred to Streep as she stood before him in Italian, said, she's so ugly or this is so ugly. Why did you bring me this? And unknown to the director, Streep understood Italian and remarked, well, I'm very sorry that I'm not beautiful as I should be, but, you know, this is it. This is what you get. So for Meryl to be able to stand up to a director like that, I think, was a, a massive turning point in her career. So she decided to continue her work on Broadway, didn't phase her. She appeared in the 1976 double bill of Tennessee Williams plays, Arthur Miller's plays. She received a Tony Award, nominations for Best Feature Actress in a Play. And this, of course, caught people's attention. Everyone from Robert De Niro, who was a young, up-and-coming actor at the time. He'd seen her also on Chekhov's Cherry Orchard and Bertolt Brecht's Happy End. And I suppose people were enjoying her status quo as this Tony Mm. Award-winning actor. But to make the leap into film, that was quite difficult for her. It didn't come naturally. Uh, When did she get her first break? Well, it started, I suppose, with, um, I suppose, liaisons with different people and working with different people. Her her partner at the time was John Cazell from The Godfather in the 1970s. And she was actually engaged to him and she was caring for him after his lung cancer diagnosis around 1978. So their their kind of engagement and the people they were subjected to and, and their kind of colourful, I suppose, surrounding circle allowed her to dip her toe into to the acting world and one of her first roles was Holocaust um, which you know she played a fantastic role of course in, in Nazi Germany and of course that brought her to the attention of many other directors Jane Fonda also was an actress who had a lasting influence on her and opened more doors but I suppose De Niro also had a real massive um footprint in her career because as I mentioned the Cherry Orchard stage production he wanted her to play the role of his girlfriend in the war film The Deer Hunter so he spearheaded her to do that. Now Kramer versus Kramer was a massive uh, hit um, she and Dustin, I don't think, were the best of friends during that shoot. No, they really don't. And, I, and they really weren't, excuse me. And I think for Meryl, she's been very vocal about it in interviews that I was uh, digging through over the over the period of the research for this piece. And um, she really felt that he just wasn't a very forthcoming actor. I don't think he embraced her as a new actress. And I think there was a lot of Clash of the Titans on set. But... Streep really has, I think, um, a strong presence when it comes to an actress. I think back at that time, she really decided that she wanted to write her own dialogue in scenes. So she pushed the director to make that happen. And she tirelessly did it. Hoffman said he hated her guts. He said she was extraordinarily hardworking. But he said to the extent that she's obsessive, I think she thinks about nothing else but what she's doing. But fair play to her, you know, as a feminist and as a wonderful actor, she pushed it forward. And those emotional scenes that you played there earlier are the key reason she won an Oscar. Now, we have seen her so many times in so many different genres, uh, wonderfully in The Devil Wears Prada. I mean, the kind of person you love to hate. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Brilliantly uh, playing Mrs. Thatcher. 
Oh, fantastic in The Iron Lady. I had interviewed Mel back then, Meryl, I should say, Meryl back then on the red carpet and I found that she was warm, she was engaging, she was very normal, she was very friendly. And I mean, to take on a role like that, many people don't know that she donated all of her salary, which was a million dollars, it wasn't a huge amount, um, to a women's charity. And I think for Meryl to take on a role like that, not only perfecting the accent of uh, Margaret Thatcher, but also what it meant to people in film to see her on screen. It was a momentous occasion. And finally, she took risks. She went into Mamma Mia. She went into Mamma Mia. 2008, I remember when this first came out, Pat. Did you enjoy it? Enormously. (laughs) Did you really? Uh, This is actually the highest grossing release Meryl Streep's ever done. Wow. <laughs> I don't think people even realise that. But of course, her agent had asked her to play Donna in Mamma Mia and assume she wouldn't be interested. However, she told her agent to say yes, because many people don't know this. Meryl also studied opera. So this was her occasion and her time to go on and use her skill set. And she agreed to do it. So I think it was in at $615 million that it was wow. worth. So there you go. But she turned down loads of roles in her time too. Yeah. Well, she is certainly iconic and uh, she is this week's uh, icon for Inside Hollywood with Lisa Cannon, TV host and executive producer of Spotlight. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.